Hello and welcome to Genesis Tech Talks in 20, the podcast designed to better your customer experience in around 20 minutes with Genesis experts. And I'm your host, Joe Shufo. Today I am joined by Jim Crispino, who is a Senior Director of Developer Evangelism. And this is going to be one of my favorite episodes. Jim and I really dug into the problem of you as a business might be able to do anything, but you, the human being and the developer, you can't do everything. So how do you pick and choose the best problems for your team to tackle? It shouldn't be hard for developers to work with a platform and get started quickly. And you shouldn't have to build everything from scratch. How do you take the core competencies that you have, build on top of a platform, and make sure that this is actually giving value and hitting those goals that you're trying to get from a business standpoint? We think we've got the tools to get you there, and we wanna prove that to you with this episode. Jim, thank you so much for joining us today. We love to start every episode by asking the person joining us if, if you could tell us a little bit about your current role, your background, and how your past experiences have actually helped you get to this point. Yeah, sure, Joe. I am the Senior Director of Developer Evangelism here at Genesis, and that's a fancy role for meaning that I help our developer community, our customers, and our partners use our APIs and our SDKs of our various call center platforms to build integrations to our contact center software. And the way I got there was back in 2002, I started at Genesis and I worked in a role similar to professional services custom development. So I wrote custom software for a long time using our own APIs and SDKs. And through that job, I gained my experience and I've always had a heart for mentoring developers, you know, helping other developers be successful in their jobs. And the current role that I'm in opened up and it was just a dream job. And that's what I do today. And that's awesome. So, so going with that theme then is, is helping and mentoring developers out there. Obviously in an evangelist role, there's a lot of that. So knowing that you do interact with a lot of developers, let's just start it off with what common needs are you seeing out there? Any trends as you talk more and more with developers and specifically with Genesis Cloud? There's always a need to integrate the call center to other software that, that helps an agent be successful in their jobs or helps the supervisor keep track of what's going on. So the top trends right now, obviously, are all around AI and bots and, and such. But the traditional, uh, we want to connect to our CRM system, or we want to do a data dip, or we want to analyze recordings and save those off. Some of those, some of those table stake integrations are still very popular. They will never go away. But yeah, we, we, obviously, we always see the trending line and AI is where it's all at today. And so in your role then, have you looked at tools or resources that are out there where developers are, are going to learn more about this? I think one of the big problems we've seen in the past is a lot of people are always looking for good documentation. Uh, they're always wondering if they're building this on their own and they're going their own way or if there's something they can learn from. Is that an area that you're focusing on as well? Yes, it is. So Genesis, for especially for Genesis Cloud, has the Genesis Cloud Developer Center at uh, developer.mypurecloud.com. 
the URL is still a little old because we used to call it Pure Cloud. We're in a naming convention and it's hard to change URLs. So, but developer.mypurecloud.com is the developer center for Genesis Cloud. And that's the hub for developers that are going to work with Genesis Cloud. That's where we have our, uh, our API documentation. So just the standard Swagger documentation that describes our REST APIs is there. We have lots of tutorials. We have SDK wrappers that instead of writing to just the raw REST API request, we have these nice wrapper libraries in various development languages like Java, C Sharp, JavaScript, PHP, Python, kind of all your common languages that are used today to, to make it easier to make those requests to Genesis Cloud. And we have, a, we have some blogs out there. We have a developer forum. So if you're developing and have any question whatsoever, you can post a question to our forum that's monitored by my staff, the developer portal staff, the engineers, the product managers. There's a lot of eyes on that forum and we're all out there to help developers be successful. So we answer, we try to answer as quickly as possible and as thoroughly as possible. And then lastly, we have awesome set of tools. I have, I have worked as a developer myself for a long time. I've worked with many other APIs and SDKs from other companies. And I can't say that I've really seen a set of tools like Genesis Cloud has available. These are tools that are live that let you execute API requests directly against your org, uh, against your Genesis Cloud environment. They let you start a chat easily. They let you start a callback. They let you run analytics queries. They basically let you play with our API ahead of time. And then you can take what you learn from those tools. Those tools pretty much produce code. You can take that code and drop that into your actual project and get a real jumpstart on your development. And this is awesome because there is so much to unpack here in terms of good stuff. So I'd love to start with just APIs in general. If I think back to my time as a support engineer, one of the the hardest things was sharing the APIs that we used, having a central place to go for it. Obviously the documentation was there, but testing them on your own. We used something very common at the time, Postman, which I know uh, probably a lot of developers use today. And, and that's something you hit on is you can do a lot of those Postman type activities or testing APIs in the developer center, right? That's right. So I have used Postman. I, I'm very familiar with Postman. And in fact, uh, if I look at Google Analytics of our developer center, one of our most popular stops on the developer center is how to use Postman to access the Genesis Cloud APIs. It's an obviously great tool and lots of people are familiar with it. So we do, we do make an effort to make it easy if that's the tool of your choice to use that. But at the same time, we've gone through a lot of effort to develop what we call our API Explorer and it's a lot like Postman, except that all of our APIs are already predefined. They sit on the left and you can, you can navigate through the APIs and look at how they're documented. And then right from there, you can fill out the input parameters to the request, click send. It will execute against your Genesis Cloud instance and pull back live data. So it's all built in. There's nothing to set up. You don't have to run an external tool and you get live data right away. It does all the authentication for you. Just makes it super easy to come in and play with the APIs and look at, at what the request looks like and what the response back is gonna look like. That's great. Cause I imagine if you think about 
On the development side, you've now got a way to play with the APIs, but in a real environment, you're not doing damage, but you're able to see the responses you're getting. Is this something that you've seen has maybe contributed to quicker experimentation or, or trying out new things? Yes. In, in fact, I've had uh, feedback from many of our customers and partners that have used our tool and told me how much easier it made their development effort. I know that it, it, it does make developers more productive when they use the tooling that we've built. Okay. So we know we've got the Developer Center. You've mentioned so many ways that you can interact with it. And one of the things that we've started here is API exploration, an easy way for developers to see what's available, try it. You also mentioned that there are blogs and tutorials. Uh, would you mind going into those a little bit more? Is this something that you'd maybe recommend someone would get started with coming to the Developer Center? Absolutely. So we have made a very strong effort to create a tutorial around, or create multiple tutorials, I should say, around the most common use cases that we've seen developers do. Um, a lot of that feedback comes from the developer forum when a developer comes in and says, how do I do X, right? If somebody asks that question more than two or three times, that's an obvious candidate for a tutorial. So we've taken to building out as many tutorials as we can to help developers get a jump start on their development. So if you scan through the tutorials, there's there's some on you know how to do the various OAuth implementations that we have, how to subscribe to real-time events, how to use the analytics API, how to pull recordings. Those those common, like I said, table stakes kind of integrations that we've seen, we've got a tutorial out there probably that you can pull down and use as a as a starting point for your own development so that you don't have to start from scratch. Again, we want to make our developer community successful. And there's no reason that every developer should have to go through the grind of starting over every time. We learn from each other, we help each other, and it just makes us all better developers. And it makes our platform easier to use as well. I love that. And something you brought up that I think is a really neat point is the, the fact that the forum exists. So it's not just about having tutorials, but having a place to either ask for more or ask for clarification. As we think about that, you mentioned that you and your team go in there quite often. So are the message boards or the forums rather a place that people are asking questions that are beyond tutorials or is it a little bit a little bit of everything? It's uh, honestly a little bit of everything. You can tell the people who don't read documentation, right? They come into the forum and they ask a really basic question and that's all right. We're happy to answer. We're gonna point you to a tutorial but we will we will answer you. But yeah, the forum, boy, the questions on that, they range. They're, they range from the most basic to the really difficult. And, you know, it's not some people are turned off by the fact that, oh, you're pointing me to a forum. I want to I want to talk to somebody or I want to I want to get an answer quickly. Well, our forum is heavily trafficked and there are lots of eyes on it from within Genesis and the community itself. The community helps answer as well. So while we are not a support staff through the forum, we do do our best to try and answer within a 24-hour period. I, I wish it could be faster, but sometimes it just takes us some time. If we see a question there that we have to go do research on, we're going to go do the research on it and you know get an answer back to you. But sometimes we have to write our own little sample to say to you know prove out some some use case or see if something's possible, and we're happy to do that. That is our jobs. 
and I think it makes, again, I think it makes our community appreciate the effort we're going through to get them the answers and make them successful. So I bring this up on maybe every episode, but as a former support engineer, it's not lost on me the fear of uh, scouring Google or Stack Overflow and trying to find answers to things so that you can test it on your own and identify what to do next. Having a place to go, like the Developer Center and the message boards here, does lower the anxiety, I think, <laughs> or maybe the overwhelmingness of how do I get started if I'm just landing on the main page? It's nice to see that you guys have thought about the different entry points of how you could interact. So one thing I'd love to ask you is, as we talk about the resources that are available and the questions you're seeing, I'd like to get a little bit into the art of the possible. And you and I have talked in the past about cool projects that you've undertaken just to show and share development on Genesis Cloud. Would you mind getting into some of those a bit? Yeah, sure. My team does write a fair amount of the tutorials and such. And uh, I can tell you that at least one of the tutorials that we have out there is really kind of interesting. We were looking at AI, right? Because that's the that's the trending topic these days. And digital is obviously a big channel as well, you know, web chat and SMS and messaging and all that to make agents more successful in their job and help them. It's, it's very popular to try and bring AI into that. So we looked at what was possible if we were to use our web chat API from an agent perspective, as well as some of our bot technologies, uh, you know, Amazon Lex and such, and plug those together to build an agent chat assistant. So this is a this is a small web application that runs in an iframe inside of the Genesis Cloud environment um, as a as a custom application, and it monitors the conversation the 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 chat conversation that the agent is having, and is sending that off to Lex and populating up the the next best answer for the agent, and then they can click on that response to automatically send it back to the customer. So um, that was a really fun project, interesting project to learn what we could do. And it's similar to a chatbot, except it's not completely replacing the human, right? It's letting the human decide if what the chatbot comes back with is, is the right answer or not. And then the human can, can either take that answer and tailor it or you know uh, just use it as is. So that's that's one of the things. The other art of the possible is to extend functionality that Genesis Cloud doesn't have yet. One of those is the ability to cherry pick. I say it doesn't have this. It, it, that's actually a feature that's coming out soon. But if you think of uh, email interactions, Genesis today traditionally pushes interactions to an agent. But there are some use cases where agents would like to see into the queue and do what I call cherry pick an email out of the queue, much like looking at the uh, fire hose of emails you get in Outlook and you you know, you know pick through them and scan the important ones, that, that same functionality is nice to have in a contact center. Well, you can use our APIs and our, our ability to have custom applications within Genesis Cloud and an iframe. And my team wrote a, a cherry picking example where we show the view of a queue and you can go in and pick an interaction and assign it to yourself and it will be delivered directly to you in that instant and you can work on it. So even though Genesis Cloud may not have certain functionality, we probably have the APIs there that would let you build and tailor functionality to your use cases. 
Now that's really cool because it's not so much about building something from scratch, but taking what's there and, and good and building on top of it. Again, drawing back to that support engineer days, I remember if for any reason, if a customer was escalated, we'd go in to check, are they reaching out to us? What channel are they using to reach out to us? And how do we just grab that right away to get in there and help them? So in the case of an email, it's cool to know that we could do something like that and that it's coming down the line anyway. Question for you, I, I remember a pain we used to have in the on-premises days was when you modify things or when you add on top of them, you run into the situation where you can also break standard functionality. So would you say looking at Genesis Cloud now, interacting with APIs, that we have the ability to build these adaptations but not remove or hurt base functionality? I would say that our engineers have done a great job of making sure that no one can do anything that will damage the platform. I'm not saying it can't be done. <laughs> I'm saying they've, they've done an excellent job of putting in rate limiting, putting in a fair use policy, being able to control certain aspects of what you can and can't do permission-wise, access control, scope of calls, et cetera. So while you probably could find something that would damage your production instance, I think it would be, you would really have to look hard for something like that. And that's so helpful. I think maybe I've been in product marketing too long, right? Where I go, you can't break a thing. It's invincible. And uh, it's great to have a real answer. So I love that you give the, the understanding of, Yes, this is an improvement, but remember that everything is a live environment. It's made to be a live environment. And we're giving you the power to do all of the good, but keep in mind what that good can do. <laughs> so that's a great way to go through it. Jim, I'd love to come back to your agent chat assist idea one more time. This is something that is also on the roadmap. It's a, it's a big requested feature, and it's so neat to think that the bot is essentially going on the other side of the fence. The bot's now helping the agent not just working with uh, the customer or the person that's on the other end. So with that, have you used other natural language processing or other companies that build bots as well when you look at those agent chat assists? Yes. Yes. In fact, <laughs> part of my day job is working with our, our third-party partners in the uh, App Foundry marketplace that lists there. And we have many, many AI vendors uh, with, with NLP and NLU systems that are able to analyze text and you know look at an intent and fill out slots and stuff. So uh, we have we have looked at that. The the tutorial that we built specifically for agent chat assistance pretty agnostic. So as a tutorial, we want it to be general purpose, right? So it's it's built in such a way that it's it would be easy to take out the AI engine that we're calling and plug in a different AI engine or, you know, do your own search against an, an FAQ system or knowledge center or something like that. We try and we try and build tools that, that, that really a developer can take. And if they want to use it the way it is great, but they should be easily adaptable as well. Yeah. And that's so that's so helpful because we've worked with companies in the past that either have existing investments into AI technology. They want to use it. They want to keep using it. Or even at a different level, developers are just interested in certain technologies. And it is a nice idea to think that if their interest is in those technologies and they want to use them and they're passionate about it, they shouldn't be limited by the tools. So that's neat to hear. Now, 
I just want to move into some of the ways that people can can find out more. You've listed all the things that we can do with on the Developer Center, but any areas that someone listening today, any areas they'd want to keep their eye on within the Developer Center to kind of keep keep up to what's happening? Absolutely. So going to the Developer Center at developer.mypurecloud.com, that's obviously a very proactive thing to do. And, and, I, and I know just in my personal experience, I don't go out to all the company's websites that I use or that I have ever used and kind of keep up on where they're at, right? I'm just not going to do that. I don't have the time to do that. And we don't expect you to do that either. Although we do we do post, uh, when, when you come to the Developer Center, we do list kind of the new things and what to watch for and, and such. So you can obviously come there and see it. But we have um, a way that you can sign up for a developer newsletter that we have. So if you come to the Developer Center and scroll to the bottom, there's a link for webinar and newsletter. And so we, we do both. We do a monthly newsletter that we will send to you uh, via your email. We are not gonna pester you. We're not gonna use your email for nefarious purposes. We just wanna keep you up to date on a monthly basis to let you know what's new. You can read through the email if you like, or you can throw it in the trash bin. That's totally up to you. One of the thing the newsletter does is advertise our monthly webinar that we do. So we try and do a monthly webinar series on some technology that is of importance to our developer community, um, hosted by us, but the, the, the presenter is usually an engineer within Genesis Cloud Engineering to cover off that topic. So you're getting it right from the horse's mouth. And so we advertise the DevCast webinar in the newsletter monthly, um, as well as any you know upcoming announcements of new APIs, API changes, um, uh, new things coming out on the roadmap to keep up on. Just we want to we want to proactively reach out to our community just on a monthly basis and give them a a really quick summary of what's going on, just to keep them in the loop. And if there's always the ability to learn more. And uh, you can hop out to that and, and, and read those resources. In addition to attending it live, which you can obviously do, we know that that doesn't work for everyone. We're a, we're a global company and our devcast is, is broadcast in the U.S. So that doesn't work well if you're halfway around the globe to attend that. So all of our devcasts are put out on our YouTube channel. That you can go back and review any of the devcasts and watch those at your leisure. Great. So yeah, if someone is listening today, either they already know about it or they know they can check back to see if there's a topic they're interested in. And yes, I can confirm these email addresses are safe from evil marketing. As someone in marketing, we won't be pestering you. Uh, but I do love the devcast and the newsletter as well. One additional way to, to stay active also is I mentioned our developer forum where you can go and ask questions. You can register on that too with an RSS feed. Uh, you can register for a weekly summary of questions that have been asked. So if your focus is Genesis Cloud development, it's often helpful to see questions that are being asked by others. Uh, maybe somebody's having the same problem you are, or maybe you see a question asked that six months later, you run into the similar, similar thing and say, hey, I saw that question. I saw that on the on the email summary, I'm going to go back and try and find that or go out to the forum and look for it. So again, you, you know, you can sign up for those, uh, for those email summaries uh, via an RSS feed, and that works really well to keep up to date on, on what's going on as well. 
And that's super helpful because I imagine if someone is trying to get up to speed or they're already using Genesis Cloud, there is a bit of knowing how to solve these problems. But even from a personal stance, it feels good to know that you're tapping into knowledge that can help you do a better job. So I think this helps in a lot of ways. Now, my favorite last question that I like to end every single podcast with is, Jim, could you tell us what part of your personal tech stack you cannot live without? And that could be an application, that could be a device, anything. Well, as I said earlier, I honestly don't know how I would program today without Google and Stack Overflow. <laughs> um, and, 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 and I do like, uh, I do like uh, Postman as well. But I have really, I mean, today, I don't think I could live without the, the, uh, the developer tools that Genesis Cloud has. I use those daily. And it's so easy for me to go in there and use those to answer a question somebody has on the forum or come up with a quick code example in our code editor to type up a snippet of code to send to somebody as an example of how to put a couple of APIs together to solve a solution. So that is my, that is my tool of, of choice that I can't live without these days is the Genesis Cloud Developer Tools. And that is fantastic. We had a, a disturbing trend of the last two speakers, and I love them too, was smartphones. And I was like, oh, come on, we could give an app, we could do better. <laughs> so <laughs> hearing you get specific is nice. And you know, Jim, one thing that I wanted to bring up is I was so excited to have you here today because the Developer Center was really important to me as a support engineer. It was a quick and easy way to troubleshoot, to answer things, and even learn on my own. So knowing that you're seeing the same and then taking it to a whole nother dimension is really nice to hear as we, we go through this today. So with that, uh, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. Jim, it has been a pleasure to have you walk through the ways that we're helping our developers and giving them tools to get started or giving them tools to take it to another level. For those listening, thank you for joining us for another episode of Tech Talks in 20. Be sure to check out our resources on this episode. There is so much there in terms of the devcast, newsletters, ways to try the APIs if you're already in Genesis Cloud, or even blogs just to see what's possible. And click subscribe. We would love to have you tune into more episodes focused on bettering your customer experience, whether that is a developer or someone trying to understand where this fits in your business. So thanks so much. <laughs>